Welcome, everyone. This is the Joey Harris Show for July the 7th, 2014. Welcome also to my special guest for the evening, Nan Seabig. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm I'm good. It, it, yeah, I look back on all my notes. I keep a folder of everything that I do for this show, and it has been over a year since you were on, and I'm like, wow. Oh, oh my apologies. You know, life gets busy okay. in the way and all that. Yeah, I, believe me, I understand how life, you know, life is what happens, or what is that saying, life is what happens? When um, you're making other plans or whatever that, yeah, yeah that typical quote is. Yeah. Plans. yeah, so believe me, I fully understand that. Um, <laughs> so uh, how have you been? Everything good? Good, good, yep, two thumbs up, you know, mostly all the way up. So it's summertime, I'm basking in the, different rhythms and all the sun. I totally understand and and can appreciate that. And, you know, I was thinking, um, I don't have this show if it's not for two things. Um, I'll I'll be completely honest with you. Number one is that I, to my friends, it's something that I would, I would be asked about on occasion once they got out and I've done it on stage a few times and that is a a story that I tell about a um one of my first sexual encounters with an ex girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, a, a, a story that you you know very well. In fact I think <laughs> to you was the first time I had ever officially told that story. Yeah, uh, you were working on it for a set, right? And you were kind of making sure yeah. you kind of had it tweaked. Yeah, yeah, I was working on it on it for a set, and I think you honestly have had one of the best reactions to that story that oh, I have yeah. ever had. And and really, the other thing is is that you and I tried to do a a series of podcasts about two years ago, and it just never worked out uh, to to do them. Um, Consistently, just for scheduling mm-hmm. and, and different and different things, but uh, those two things really are are what led me to do this show. And I went back about a, a little bit over a month ago, maybe about a month ago. Um, my girlfriend and I went to we got some tickets to Groupon to the uh, Laugh Out Loud Club there in Clayton uh, for a Saturday night show, and we we went to the early show and enjoyed ourselves tremendously and then left and I was driving back home and she was, she said, I'm I'm just, you know, she was just wiped out. She took a nap and I put on those shows. I still have them on my phone and they were really, really good. I I had forgotten a lot of what was in there. I knew the overall strokes, but the, I guess the meat of the programs, they were just really, really good. And they're just, you know, it, it it made me think of that and and just all the things that uh, led me to do this show. So you're calling me meaty? I, I'm call, I'm calling the interaction between us and all the things that we talk about <laughs> oh, meaty. Oh, I see. Nicely done, Mr. Harris. Nicely danced out of that. Calling me fat. You are you are the Ritz cracker on the order of platter <laughs> of life. Oh, I'm just utilitarian, huh? I just lay and take it you, all. 
Uh, well, what I'm saying is is that you are the um, the utility player. You can you yeah. can go either you can go you know in a in a variety of ways. You know, as much as I as <laughs> much as I like said. them, as, as much as I like them, you you wrap a piece of bacon around a water chestnut, and that's pretty much all you've got. They may be delicious, but they can only do one thing. You take a Ritz cracker and. You can make a mock apple pie with it. You can uh, spread some peanut butter and jelly on it. That is you. Good in a casserole. All right, all right. You can on top of on top of the casserole. You are um, the uh, jack of all trades. I guess. Oh well, I will. I'll I'll just take it the way it was intended and not try and get offended. Well, thank you for that. And as I um, (laughs) take my as I take my foot out of my mouth and, and try to reset <laughs> here. Um, there is a, a thing that I have heard about is that everybody should have two celebration days in their life. Uh, one, of course, being the day that they were born, their birthday, and then mm-hmm. the other is what they call their achievement day. And that is something okay. that you have done, something that you have done on your own that you are, proud of and it has to be really oh. more focused more focused on you. So I know you, you have two children, they're wonderful children and all that. They're but, delightful. You know, it's Mostly. more it's, it's it's more their birthday, you know, and not that you didn't do anything. I'm not saying that. I'm saying but what is something that you have achieved that's more focused on you? Do you have an achievement? Oh wow. Yet? Gosh, you should have pressed me for this. I well have you thought about yours and maybe you can give me you can jog something in my memory. Well, I I have, and um, I I was thinking, you know, maybe the day I graduated college or this, that, mm-hmm. and the other. But what I came up with was the first time I ever did stand up in front of a crowd. Um, oh, that's a good it one. It was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday night, a, a little over three years ago, March the ninth, uh, two thousand and eleven. Um, and I'm thinking that that was my achievement day. It was something that I did, and whether I was good at it or I was bad at it, it was something I stepped forward and at least tried. So I look at that as a as a kind of an achievement day. Okay. Oh wow. I mean, I guess the first thing that naturally pops to mind, you know, as a mother, would be the birth of our my oldest child because that was not easy. Um, I had mm-hmm. a lot of help, mostly from modern medicine, and so I appreciate want to give a shout out to the epidural has, you know, really came through for me. Um, I'm trying to think of, and then, of course, our, our second son, our son is was a lot easier the second time. I highly recommend doing birth the second time. It's just easier. Um, but, oh, I, I mean, maybe college would be a good one or getting my first, you know, like buying my first car might be a good one. I can't, mm, I'm thinking yeah, about these material things. I can't, other than, like, you know, Having a kid, not everything else kind of com- kind of pales in comparison. Well, and and also though, and I can understand that I am not a father myself, but I can understand the the sentiment behind that. Uh, knowing a lot of fathers and children, as a matter of fact, um, I would say though, you know, also you you have um gone forward and been promoted in your current job, that's an achievement. Well, that's true. <laughs> or dumb luck. I'm not really sure which one it was. 
um, that's that's probably hey. I was reflecting on that recently. It's been about a year since I was re- since I was promoted. So um, that's true. That 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 could be a good one. All right. Hey, there you go. There's there's Heck, nothing wrong with promotion, it. even if it even if it is dumb luck. You know, you <laughs> if, if, if it. If it was dumb luck, then I don't think you would have kept it. You would have maybe gotten it, but I don't think you would have kept it. So yeah, that could be. Got to be some. There's got to be some skills in there somewhere. So. Well, that could be. Yeah. Oh, that's something good to think about. I might have to reflect on that a little bit more, Joseph. Well, that's what I bring to the table. I don't bring much to the table, but I can certainly serve up what I bring. Um, there you we go. We have we have officially known each other for four years. Um, oh, how have that's you, an achievement. How have you, yeah, how have you changed over the last four years, or have you changed? Um, That's so funny. Somebody else was asking me that today, and I thought, well, I don't know. I probably just got a little staffier. Um, but I don't know. I think I've always been kind of a task-oriented person. Um, you know, I love a to-do list. I love crossing. Oh, it's my favorite thing when I can cross something off my to-do list, and it gives me anxiety to add more things to my to-do list. Um, and so I think if anything, I've become even more task-oriented that way. Um, I schedule my life in 30-minute increments. I'm sure other working moms can relate to that, but, you know, balancing everything. As my kids get older, it change, parenting changes, of course, every day, but it's less about immediate life needs, you know, changing the diaper, feeding, all of that into entertainment needs and making sure that they're simulated appropriately and learning and growing. And so um, all of that leads me to I feel like I'm juggling a lot more than I used to or juggling differently maybe. I mean, when we first met, mm-hmm. I was bringing our youngest son to meetings because he was an infant. Not going to happen anymore. Four-year-old Owen would not sit still in a meeting and would probably have something to say about the topics in the meeting. Um, but so I think I don't. I, I hope that I've gotten better at juggling things. I don't necessarily know that I have, but you know, I really use my iPhone a lot. I love my phone; it keeps me in check. So I don't know. Maybe more digitally dependent too. I guess. How have you changed in four years? <laughs> Uh, me four years ago would not recognize me today. Um, let me excuse me. I felt the sneeze coming on, and there was nothing I could do but sneeze. <laughs> um, oh, the last. I I think I'm totally different than I was four years ago, and it would probably leave that up to other people whether to say that's for the good or for the bad. My priorities have changed. My priorities four years ago were just, I don't know, just probably what was around the next, you know, what was happening in the next, you know, for the future. But everything has changed in the last four years. And I guess uh, learning to appreciate the little things in life, a, a good meal, a, a good conversation amongst friends or even strangers. You can have a great conversation amongst strangers and learning to step out um for myself and and to really go after what I want and embrace the journey because the destination oftentimes is not what you thought it was going to be at the beginning, but the journey, embracing that journey and making it all about the journey and not so much about the destination. I think that's what I have learned over the last four years. 
I think that's wonderful. Where do you want to be a year from now? Um, not backwards from where I am now. I feel like I'm still learning in my new job, and it's not a new job. I've been there a year, as we talked about, but I still feel like I learn something every day, which is good. So I think hopefully, you know, just kind of still plugging along in my job. Um, I feel like I'm in a good place to continue to learn, but that, you know, another year from now, probably things will need to start changing, maybe working on an advanced degree um, that I just haven't really had time for, or really the inclination, if I'm totally honest. Um, so I think, I feel like I'm in a good, I have a good rhythm, so I hope to continue that for a little while. Knock on wood. Hey, there is nothing, there is nothing wrong with that. And um, we both had a former um, supervisor who, when I first came there and first started on that job, she really took a um, a chance on me, and I will be forever grateful to her for that. But she said, today, you can make a million mistakes. Tomorrow, if you only make 999,999 mistakes, yes, you're still making mistakes, but you're on the road to getting better. So if, yeah. you, if it's, even, even like if it's been a year, you know, even if it's been a year, hopefully you're not making the same mistakes that you were a year ago and, and that, or that you're learning from your mistakes as you go mm-hmm. along. I think there, yeah. I think that's perfectly fine. What about five years from now? What, where do you want to be five years from now? Oh, gosh. Um, I think I, I'm not sure what life is going to look like. Um, we'll look at some – my husband is in higher education also, um, and we'll look at maybe some promotions or uh, tenure, that kind of thing for him, and so that might mean different things for our family. Um, my kids will be, like, really old. Well, not really old, okay, you know, 11 and 9 or 10 and 12, somewhere in there. Um, that's weird to think about, you know, like old kids that can handle themselves and, you know, entertain themselves and not always looking to me for, Mama, help me with this, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. What about you? You know, I just try to keep one foot in front of the other. Right. Hopefully – hopefully more towards doing something in entertainment and not doing what I call the the daily struggle to mm-hmm. to keep the to keep the bill collectors away and, and to struggle to say, hey, you know, and do I have food in my stomach, do I have a place to sleep tonight and do I have some some way to get around? Um right. hopefully more more um, more stable is is I guess is my one main goal four or five years from now and, and hopefully into something um, settled as far as as my personal life and my professional life instead of mm-hmm. everything being up and up and down and in flux all the time. So what about 10 years from now? Oh, I can't even imagine 10 years from now. I have so many gray hairs. I'm already going gray. It's ridiculous. I know you may, oh, or you may be a little further along. Yeah, I know, but uh, yeah. it's officially, you know, it's something I have to consider now. Is hair dye? No, not really. Uh, but oh, I can't even think about ten years down the road on a yacht somewhere in in the Caribbean. How about that? Hey, there you go. Um, I, I'm with you. I, I wrote this question down for you, but you know, sometimes I'm I'm just focused on the here and now. I like to think, you know, 
I'm really settled 10 years now, you know, internationally mm-hmm. known for something positive instead of something negative, you know. So oh, I think don't, don't just say, I've learned, I've learned not, not to say internationally known because that can mean a lot of things. Um, <laughs> Depending on what list you're on. Them, <laughs> yeah, not all of them good. Uh, so uh, what's on your bucket list? Do you have anything on your bucket list? I, you know, I don't have a new bucket list. I had a bucket list when I was um, looking down the barrel at my senior year in college, and I went back and found mm-hmm. it. Uh, it just fell out of a book recently, and I was looking at it. It was so goofy, you know, like live in New York City by yourself, and I made two weeks on that. Um, and then I said, nope, I'm done with this. Um, travel to Europe, and so I had done that. Um one was like read the whole Bible back to front or so or front to back probably probably the front to back would be more productive. I haven't done that. Um, there were all these things that I perceived to be grown up things that mm-hmm. now I just kind of look at and go, well, that was dumb, you know. But it's where you are in your life. I don't know. I've always thought about jumping out of an airplane would be fun, you know, parachuting or something like that. I think that or you know hang gliding or something like that. I think that would be fun. I'm not a fan of the bungee jumping. Um, I don't plan to do that. Just, you know, it makes me a little nervous. The ground could come up too fast or, you know, the the cord could break or whatever. Um, So I don't know. What Do you have one? Do I need to get one? Should I, like, download one? (laughs) I wouldn't say download one. It's it's wherever (laughs) you are. You know, it's wherever you are. At the moment, you know, you uh, going into senior year of college, those things were important to you, you know. That's true. I think yeah. if you find it, re- reevaluate. Um, I have an um, aunt of mine, her youngest, uh, one of her youngest grandsons, I forget how many grandchildren she has. Um, anyway, one of her grandsons graduated from high school. And for his graduation gift, he wanted himself, his mother, and his grandmother to jump out of an airplane to oh, how uh, fun is that? go skydiving. To go skydiving. And um, a couple of years ago, they did it. And I asked her the next time I saw her, how was it? And she said it was wonderful. It was fantastic. And she never wanted to do it again. Um, but <laughs> I think I would have that same things. feeling. I, yeah. It's one of those things. Oh, there you go. Um and I, yeah, I have asked this, and you know this, I have asked this next question probably hundreds of times. And I've asked it to you, and you have remained right. the most interesting answer that I've ever gotten oh, to this no, question. Oh, no, I have to live up to expectations. Oh, dear. Um, and it was the, if you could be any superhero. What oh. superhero? <laughs> Would you be, and speaking of four years ago, that's when Nan um, interviewed for that. that. And I must say also, without hesitation, you you spoke boldly and said the flying nun. (laughs) I did say the flying nun, and I hold to that answer. Every every time someone asks me that, I still hold to the flying nun. And I remember saying that and feeling so stupid. Right after I said, because I was in an interview, you know, I was pretty sure I was going to get this job, but then I had to interview this panel of people, you know, who I'd never met before on the phone, 
500 miles away from wherever I was, and I thought, you idiot, you just lost yourself this job. And um, But so I was pleased to know that I got the job eventually. But the flying nuns, faith and flying, like what what else could you, what are two more important things? <laughs> hey, uh, I was all about it, you know. And like I said, you, you, you stepped forward boldly. It wasn't like, oh, I don't know, uh, flying nun. It was like, no, you <laughs> flying nun, boom, and all that. And like I said, I, I have been, I've been on both sides of the table in the last four years of the interview process. Um, mm-hmm. uh, was a, was a little bit more successful on the side where I was asking the questions rather than right. answering it's them. Right, it's always easier on that side. It it is not easy on that side, um, but. And and I'll say this: If you ask that question now, I will say eight out of ten people say Batman. Batman is by far the uh, most yeah. common answer to that question, and it's always I would the say, same. But, yeah, I was going to say Iron Man is what I usually hear. It could be the demographic of people that I'm asking that question to, but um, but then the debate is. Is it a superhero? Are those, are Batman and Iron Man superheroes, or are they just rich guys with toys? Well, you know, and and this is the the old dynamic that I heard many years ago. So it may not be. Um, people may think it doesn't stand up. Um, if you're looking at the great bastions of superhero dumb, um, Superman uh, is. The, the the big liberal, Batman is the big conservative, uh, Spider-Man is the big libertarian, um, with you know with the whole with the whole with great power comes great responsibility. Um, right, sure. He he doesn't he he looks at himself as you know he doesn't have to do these things, uh, but he does them because he has that power to mm-hmm. to do them. And I and I look at that as um, also, is, is the whole thing with uh, what they used to say about Nazi Germany, you know, first they came from my neighbor um, thing. If if you have that power and that responsibility, uh, you step forward whenever you see injustice done. You, you stand up for those who maybe cannot stand up for themselves or you just stand mm-hmm. up for something you just stand up for something that is right. And I think that is why a lot of people gravitate towards Batman or Iron Man, you know. And it is cool rich guys with toys, but at the same time who are doing something maybe um, that needs to be done. Um, so. All right. I dig. I'll buy that one. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? No. Yeah. Are I'd you be ready 21. to go back I'd be, to 18? I'd be, I'd be 21. Twenty one, twenty two. A good year. Oh man, I tell you what, if I had my knowledge and my body twenty one or twenty two, there would be mm-hmm. no stopping me. But I've got my yes. knowledge and my body at thirty six and I'm falling <laughs> apart. Stop. Um, yeah, no, I don't I don't think I could do eighteen and nineteen again. Spent a lot of years yeah. and you spent years around eighteen and nineteen year old and you know, poor decisions are made. And it doesn't matter what you say to them, they nope. they go out and, and, and it's like, let's make better decisions here, people. Yep, um, got to do it for themselves. Nobody's ever done this before. Yep, sounds about right. Absolutely. 
you know, um, what is the modern college student all about? Technology. Don't you think? I mean, having worked, I, I know you, a, you haven't been with college kids in, for a little bit, but, I mean, it's technology, man. It was starting to go there. I remember when I first got into the business, I've been in a couple of years, the people who were juniors and seniors, they're like, we've got to up our game because these freshmen have got, you know, the, I guess the, at that point the iPhone was just starting to come out. You're, mm-hmm. you're getting the tablets and the smaller laptops, and they're like, well, you're falling behind. Um, I look yeah. at it this way. Okay, I'm falling behind, but, you know, you will always, if you, if you start to try to keep up with the Joneses, you will always be, fall behind. If you that's get a, true. What I, that's that's the way I look at it. If you get a phone that works for you, for now, use that phone until you can, you know, it, until it can't suit your purposes anymore. Then get another mm-hmm. phone um, because there will always be new gadgets and new toys that you you know you'll be constantly you're constantly chasing the wolf instead of letting it's you know, true. the wolf chase you. And at some point you're going to set yourself up for disappointment when, you know, maybe you continue to try to get everything that your next-door neighbor has and then you find that you can't buy other things that you need or that, you know, like can't you're so far in debt you can't get a house or you just the material things aren't giving you what you need, you know, the interaction from actual people or fulfillment from other things. So, yeah, I I feel that. Yeah, but but I can totally understand this um, generation's uh, reliance upon technology, you know. If you've got mm-hmm. someone at home or in your community or in your school um, that makes you feel lousy, which we all, we all deal with on occasion, and I've got this tablet or this phone that makes me feel good, you go to the tablet and the phone every time. Um, sometimes oh, yeah. that's loss of, of personal growth and personal relationships, but I totally understand it. Um, mm-hmm. What about, do you have any regrets or what are, what is your biggest regret? Oh man, Joey, I didn't know we were going, going so deep on this. Goodness. Um, probably the ice cream sandwich I ate yesterday. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not big into regrets. You know, I wish I could do things differently, but I, I just, A, I don't have time to dwell on them because if I dwell on them, then other things won't get done. And like I said before, I'm a task-oriented person. Um, but I just don't know that there's any value in in regrets. I think, like you were talking about, if you can learn from them and grow from them, grow from mistakes that you made, then really the lesson's been learned. But I'm, you know, I don't know that I have any. Maybe I just haven't done anything all that exciting in my life to regret, but like, you know, a cocaine habit or something. Um, but I wouldn't regret that if I got rid of that. So never mind, just scratch that whole idea. Um, I don't know. Do you have any? I have some, and there's, you know, I always say one of my rules for life is there's nothing wrong with having regret, but knowing that I can't do anything about those regrets. Um, so I right. try not to, I try not to let them, bogged me down, but there are some things I wish I could have done differently. I wish I could have done better. Um, 
but knowing that at the same time, maybe those things that I went through that were not that great, um, maybe it makes me who I am today. So mm-hmm. They're all part of the journey like you were talking about. Yeah, so you have to embrace that journey because things will um things will change. Um if you can stay a few minutes longer, we're about to go into what the overtime uh segment and that is for just for the people who download and listen later. Um everybody who listens live will cut off in about a minute, but if you got a few extra minutes I'd like to go into that overtime segment with you if you don't sure. mind. Sure. All right. So if if you are listening live, go off, get something to eat, refresh, maybe splash a little water on your face, and um, the the downloadable podcast of this will be up in about um, 20 minutes or so. So if you're listening live, um, thank you so much for for tuning in. Um, and if you're not coming back, I will see you next week. Uh, but if you are listening uh, live and want to hear the rest of it, it will be up in about 20 minutes. Um, all right, so now that that's out of the way, it will count down uh, 10 seconds, but that's okay. It, it continues on from there. Do you, are, are, are you into Orange, Orange is the New Black at all? I am not. I tried. I really honestly tried, but just couldn't quite get into it. You know, Does I was like that. un-American or something? Absolutely not. I was like that <laughs> for a while, and then about – Three or four weeks ago, I was getting up from dinner one night and got up, and my back was just absolutely killing me. I mean, excruciating oh. pain. And I thought for a week I had um, kidney stones, and then it was like, well, finally I was diagnosed with a slip disc um, that had pinched oh, the nerve. So, but basically I was trapped at home for two weeks. And I had tried it once, and I'm like, I'll get back into it again. I'll give it one episode. Mm-hmm. And and then at the end of that episode, I'm telling you, they hooked me in, and I was I was uh, good to go from there. So the first week I went through the first season. Second week I went through the second season. Mm-hmm. I burned through I burned through both rather quickly. So um, I would say if you can give it another try, if, if that's something you would like to do. I feel like I've never steered you on before. I've given you some pretty no, good advice. No, that's true. You give excellent advice electronically. And one of my favorite people and yours, uh, Miss Lauren Justice, is a huge fan of Orange is the New Black. And she keeps telling me I need to go watch it, but I'm like, eh, I don't know, prison, blah. Yeah, uh, well, um, I'll, I'll say this. It is the setup is a woman who a few years back had a relationship with another woman um, who got her to start currying and smuggling drugs from one country to another. Um, Then that relationship ends and she begins a new relationship with a man um, and some of the people in her old drug smuggling ring go down. They mention her name as one of the smugglers and she gets caught back up in this. Her current fiance's mm-hmm. father, her current fiance's father, is a lawyer who tells her to take the deal rather than go to trial. 
So the deal is, I think, 15 months in a minimum security women's prison. And she gets there and, you know, life is different inside the prison than it is on the outside. And it's all about her struggle. And she insults someone who ends up is the cook. She insults the food. Mm -hmm. So then she's not able to eat for about three or four days. And everything kind of crashes down to crashes down on her at once and she freaks out and has a panic attack, runs out of the cafeteria and it feels like the walls are closing in on her and she collapses outside up against something and um, she sees a pair of shoes come up and looks up and it's her ex-girlfriend at the same prison. Um, And she says, is this a bad time to say hello? And that's where the first episode <laughs> ends. And yes. it sucked me in. I'm not going to lie to you. It sucked me in completely. And by the time you get three or four episodes in this, you're like, this is a great show. And then you're completely hooked. So, But you were saying before we went on air that you're really into The Good Wife now. Are you in the current Yes. Season? Um, no, we, you know, everybody binges now on television, Netflix or Amazon or whatever, and we are in the middle of the second season, I think. Maybe we're in the third season. Um, mm-hmm. But it's great. Uh, Julianne Margulies is wonderful. The writing is really compelling, um, and it's just good characters. They're fun to watch, and, you know, it's, it takes place in Chicago, supposedly, so um, I'm a Midwesterner at heart, so I appreciate that. Um but it's just, it's a law drama. What's nice is every episode is a different court case. Um, and so each episode wraps up nicely and they tie it with a bow and they either win or lose or whatever. But then there's the ongoing stories of the characters, which are fun to watch. Okay. Okay. i tell you what. I first have, I guess, dipped my toe into, and I'm still making up my mind, although I adore the cast so far, is uh, Murdering the First. Have you seen that? I have not. What network does that come on? It is on TNT. It just started like four weeks ago. So if you go, um, I think it's still on demand. So if you get TNT on demand online or or through your cable provider, um, it is worth seeing. It's got Tate Diggs is in it. Um, Tom Felton is in it, if you know who Tom Felton is. Uh, Give me some reminders. I'm not good with names. he played Draco Malfoy in the oh, Harry Potter Oh, okay. Movie. Sure. Excellent. He is... Talk to me um, in Harry Potter terms, and I'm right there with you. Yeah, he he, he plays a, um, thinking a, a young billionaire Steve Jobs type. You know, he's, okay. he's the electronic whiz, and he has been caught up in this one murder and then apparently another murder is coming. I'm not going to that second murder, but then they also bring in Richard. Um, I think it's Richard Schiff. He played Toby on the West Wing. He's in it. Um, James Cromwell is in it. Um, so many people. They're getting all of these uh, people to to um, be in it. And so far, like I said, I haven't made my um, – any, you know, feelings one way or the other, but they are getting mm-hmm. incredibly great um, actors. Well, that's good. Uh, well, that's for, one a nice 
thing about Good Wife, too, they have lots of fun cameos that you can see. Absolutely. Um, and then I know you all, um, I believe, are into Sherlock, right? Yeah, oh, of course. Anything British in general. <laughs> well, they, you know, they have officially picked it up for another season, plus they're going to be filming a special. Um, I know. So excited. The the British are known for their specials around, usually their Christmas uh, specials, so it'll be interesting to see when this one falls, because I don't think they're going to be shooting it until later this year, so this, this should be interesting to uh, to see there. What other entertainment things are you doing personally? Um, well, of course, my children are entertaining. Um, are you mean like on television? On television, radio, um, something on the internet. You know, some somebody comes by and juggles once a week. Anything. <laughs> I would love that. Can I employ you to do that? Can you just come by and juggle every once in a while? I don't know how to juggle, but I could come by and try. Okay, awesome. That would be good. Uh, no, just, you know, the regular, the Instagram, the Facebook, Snapchat. I'm I'm far too old to be Snapchatting, but it's so much fun to keep up with the college kids that way. Um, no, just whatever. I just keep my head above water. You know, i got to keep connected with all the peeps, so I use Facebook for that. I do not Twitter, though. I'm not on the Twitter. I cannot get excited about Twitter, mostly because in my job I have seen how much damage it does. Um, And I suppose it's no different than Facebook or other things. It can be just as damaging, but um, can't get excited about Twitter. That's totally understandable. Um, I am horrified and have not gotten on uh, this um, Vine. I'm sure Vine is huge where you are. Yes, of course. I'm just not all about it. Um, I cannot be interested, uh, interesting six seconds at a time, uh, which is probably why my marriage didn't work out. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Well, some of them are hysterical. You know, the ones that people really work really hard on. It's not just a blooper that somebody happened to catch with their phone, but I think the ones that people put a little time and effort into can be really entertaining. And very lucrative from what I've what I've been yes. hearing, but I I just don't you know I'm trying to to keep uh, Joey Harris Incorporated above water, um, so I don't have time to do the tonguing or the touting or whatever it all is. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so how are things on the Instagram? Well, they're fun. I think it's cool to. Um, see, of course, what your friends are up to, you know, that you can connect with on Facebook, but also to, um, there's really, um, it's a fun art form also, of course, it's photography, and it's interesting to see what different people do with the the medium, Um, and so uh, people use it, of course, to promote themselves or their business or whatever, Um, but recently I found this guy who takes pictures of waves in Hawaii, and so it's a little bit of of calm in my day. so that's cool. And then there's um, people who put up different pieces that they take photos of, like their paintings or whatever they do. Um, and so I think that I probably have more people that I don't know on Instagram that I follow than that I do, just because it's, it's an interesting way of reaching out and experiencing different things from your phone. That sounds absolutely awesome. I, 
I'm I'm just going to be honest uh, <laughs> with you. Um, you have any questions for me? I've been just peppering you with questions. You we got have, a few minutes I know. Left Gosh, no, I don't. I can't think. I should have come prepared. I didn't come prepared for class. Well, you know, you are welcome back anytime and bring some questions. You can interview me next time. We haven't had Excellent. that yet. Most oh, weeks I talk to myself and that is and I am boring, I'll be honest with you. Um <laughs> I don't know about that. Go record well, go record yourself in a room for thirty minutes and see how entertaining you can be. So <laughs> Well, I'm hysterical. So no, I'm teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah. Uh do you have I mean Anything, any any final thoughts, any final questions for me, anything, just off the top of what, your head. What did you do for the forest? Did you see some fireworks, streets and barbecue? What did you do? We, um, I went to see my girlfriend, and her, um, she has a a godson who's nine years old, and he's staying mm-hmm. with her for, for two weeks. And so we got up and went to, with, with him, um, and also my girlfriend's sister and one of her friends, we all went to the Asheboro Zoo. Um oh, neat. for a few yeah, for a few hours. Um came back, you know, changed clothes and went over to her parents' house. They had a huge fourth of July cookout extravaganza, um backyard bonanza type thing. Um, went there, had, you know, hot dogs, hamburgers, uh the usual, um, then finish the night off and watch some fireworks. So a very low-key tour. How about yourself? That's good. Mine was also low-key. Um, my whole weekend kind of revolved around food, which is American, of course. Um, made some tomato sauce in the morning, and then because I had, like, a bunch of tomatoes to use up, um, we actually went blueberry picking. I mean, how cute is that on the after, the afternoon of the 4th? And it wasn't too hot. North Carolina can get very warm, of course, in July, but it was kind of pleasant that day. Um, and then just kind of hung out. I didn't watch a single firework. I, you know, went to bed at like 11 o'clock. I was kind of boring, but it's my right as an American to do whatever the heck I want on the 4th of July. You are exactly right. And, um, that, that, and I'm going to be honest with you here. Off and on, I lived in Fayetteville, which is where you are currently living currently living mm-hmm. off and on. I lived there um, for most of uh, 15 years. And you were about to enter the season. Fayetteville is not hell, but in late <laughs> July and August, um, if you oh. were to call hell, it would be a local call. It's um, true. <laughs> because it gets hot and it gets humid. Um, it's like the armpit like to I hell. Said, it's really hot. I love I love the place dearly. Um, I would move back there in a heartbeat, but um, it does get rather warm in the late summer months. So you will enjoy that. Um, Any final thoughts before we sign off? No, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for for being on, and, and you have to come on again sometime soon. And 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 to paraphrase the who. Let's get together before we get too much older in person so that we can catch up, okay? Excellent. All right. Well, have a, have a good night. And, folks, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, if you want to contact me, I am on Twitter at the Joey Harris. You can be my friend at facebook.com forward slash Joey H. 
37 and you can always email me, joeyharriscomedy at gmail.com. Good night, everybody. Uh, see you next week. <laughs>